Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fear the Queer, a show that talks about everything on the queer agendas. My name is Josh, and I am yet again joined by my favorite guest co-host here, Jill from Diving Board Pod. Hi, Jill. Hi there. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, as always. Of course. I mean, at this point, we don't even know where Adele is at in the world, so we're just going to have you on until they return. (laughs) Where in the world is Adele Weiss? (laughs) (laughs) It's a tale as old as time. Right. (laughs) Nice references here. Um, So on today's episode, we are actually going to be talking about a previous conversation that Jill and I once had while working as bartenders on a tour boat. Um, (laughs) Which makes it sound like we're like Gilligan's Island. (laughs) A three hour tour. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So... Jill, I don't know if you remember how this conversation started, but we were talking about Lady Marmalade and just how iconic that collaboration was. And then we both came to the conclusion that Bang Bang, the 2014 song with Jesse J, Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande, that right. was sort of their the new generation's Lady Marmalade. And and, we were just like, uh, I just want to say my favorite uh, to begin. I love how you say Marmalade instead of Marmalade. Is it, can you say both? <laughs> <laughs> like marmalade just sounds like, so like Paula Dean, like, <laughs> 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 like putting some marmalade on, but yes. Um, Lady Marmalade, Lady Marmalade. Um, marmalade, eh, tomato, tomato, potato, potato, marmalade, marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we were talking about like who would be recast in Lady Marmalade today. And I think we had a few suggestions, but we're going to bring this topic back. We're going to recast the entire five woman crew of Lady Marmalade. And if today's pop girls could live up to the iconicness of the 2001 version. Which um, I'm just going to spoiler alert, they probably could not, but we're going to do our best. Yes. Yeah, so- I, I do have some suggestions. I do think that maybe one of them could live up to it. But before okay. we get into that, let's do another segment of Can You Keep Up? In which we talk about all the hot gossip of this week and we will give our opinions on whether or not we fear it or queer it. Jill, are you ready to give your hot takes on all these hot topic situations here? You know, I was born ready. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about Kanye West. Um, so, as you all know, ever since the split from Kim Kardashian, Kanye has been a little off the rails, as he always is, um, and he's been using his art and his social media in some of the craziest ways. Kim is now dating Pete Davidson, and Kanye is constantly attacking Pete online, almost to the point where, even in his latest music video, um, I think it was called Easy, uh, with uh, the game, there's claymation versions of Kanye like kidnapping and killing, decapitating Pete Davidson in that video. Um, Yeah, and that alone, people are just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, can someone like check on him, please? Because if he's going to be like threatening violence here, like something's going on. Um, He also posts like text message exchanges between him and Kim about like how their parenting skills are and like him fighting with Pete. and then recently, Kanye actually even went after Trevor Noah because Trevor Noah was ex- kind of chiming in on the situation on his talk show. And then Kanye posted then a 
picture of Trevor on his Instagram and the caption was filled with like really racist quotes, let me just say. <laughs> um, because of that, Instagram then locked his account for 24 hours and he has now been banned from performing at the Grammys on April 3rd, which Trevor is set to host, which I think had a reason of why he was banned. So um, what do we do with someone like Kanye West? Um, in we your solve, opinion, Jill. <laughs> how do we solve a problem like Kanye? Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I just want to like start by saying it's really, really disappointing just this entire display. Because I was actually talking about this last night with a few friends and it was like, I, I've loved Kanye since I think I was either 13 or 14. So literally more than half of my life, I have loved Kanye. And um, in his words, I miss the old Kanye. Like I really, mm -hmm. really do. And seeing this display on Instagram has just been nothing short of like honestly disgusting because since they have separated Kim and Kanye, it's been a year. I think they announced their separation February, 2021. Oh, wow. Kanye really? Yes. Kanye wow. has dated, um, Kanye has dated that one, like Irina Shaikh, uh, you know, that she's been married to Bradley Cooper. I don't know mm -hmm. if I pronounced that last name correctly. He's dated Julia Fox. He's dating that new girl and a bunch of other women he's seen circulating with. It's like, so you can date all of these people. And when Kim goes on one date or starts dating a guy a year later, then all hell breaks loose. It's right. so abusive. It's so misogynistic. It's so hypocritical when like you're going on about Pete Davidson and all this stuff when you're courtside at the basketball game with a girl who looks exactly like Kim Kardashian or like a Walmart version of Kim Kardashian. Right. I think that's like, the crazy thing. It's like how like of a like, clone that he was trying to make this woman. <laughs> right. And it was so obvious that Kanye was paying Julia Fox, like there was some type of arrangement for all of like this publicity stunt. So it's like, mm -hmm. you can do all of this, but Kim goes on and starts dating someone new a year later. And it's all of this stuff, how you're having all these breakdowns. You're having all these videos about, you know, killing Pete Davidson and all of this mess. It's just, it's, it's horrible, horrible behavior. And mm -hmm. I don't think people are calling him out enough. I think, um, you know, people are saying like, you know, I wish Kanye was with someone who understood him. And, you know, he really made the Kardashians, blah, blah, blah. Okay, maybe he made them over. And, you know, he, he made Kim a lot more famous over the years. But this behavior is seriously disgusting. You know, mm -hmm. you can't hold that over someone's head if you made them more famous. Like the fact, what is she supposed to do? Just right. not say anything like, she's Kim Kardashian. She's one of the most beautiful women in the world. Like she's just never supposed to date anybody ever again. Right. I was going to say, do you really think that that woman is just going to stay single for the rest of her life? Like, right. come on. Well, he gallivants all over the world with other women. Right. Who look just like her or try to look just like her. Right. And he's admitted that during their relationship, he did cheat on her. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like he admitted in a few songs. So it's like, Oh, what is she supposed to do? 
Right. And I think that's the weird thing about is the fact that like how many people are kind of like keeping quiet about it and how they're not getting involved. And it's like, I don't know, there's like this weird double standard because it's like when female artists start showing signs of like mental illness or right. you know something like that then it's like what the fuck is going on lock them up put them under a conservatorship you know like they're crazy all these like horrible memes come out against them but with Kanye people are still like they still try to hold on to like Kanye the artist and right. it's just like dude no like this guy is threatening violence against his actual family <laughs> like what are you like how are we supposed to handle this you know Right. I totally agree. It's, it's very misogynistic. He's getting such a big pass and I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I think he is creating a false narrative that Kim is a bad mother and especially like North on TikTok, he's so obsessed with and just blowing things out of proportion, at least in my opinion, and mm -hmm. making this a lot more difficult than it needs to be. And it's like, this is when you know, it, it is at the forefront that we're dealing with a man who probably has some really severe untreated mental illness. And yes, it's, it's just sad to watch and it's sad for everyone involved. I, I hope it, you know, the narrative just stops soon. Yes. Now I have always been a casual Kanye West fan. Like I like the singles I've, you know, listened to a few albums, but I'm not like someone who like repeats on Kanye's music every day. Um, I can't remember, Jill, are you someone who used to really like Kanye, like you said? Oh yeah, I mean, I've, like I said, I've liked Kanye, like obsessed with Kanye since I was like 14. I've seen him in concert. Like I, I like Kanye a lot and mm -hmm. I've always been really into him. Um, and it's, it's sad. It's sad mm -hmm. to see it all. Um, Unfold. Do you think more people need to separate the art from the artist in order to take care of the situation? Because I think something needs to happen. Yeah, I definitely do. And it's it's interesting how, you know, some people are automatically canceled and some people aren't. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think that this behavior, and I don't believe in cancel culture, but I think this behavior, I mean, you need to call it out and at least hold them accountable. At least hold them accountable. And I don't yeah. really think anyone is. No, and I don't think anyone will anytime soon. I think that's the sad part about it. I don't think he has anyone in his like life or his team who would actually step in to help. So right. and it's, it's sad. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the decision of him not being able to perform at the Grammys? I think that's smart. I think it's like the first time someone is, he's actually facing any sort of punishment. Mm -hmm. where it's like no if you're gonna behave like this no you should not be there right and, you know these themes of you harming somebody who your wife is dating like i said it's just it's nothing short of abusive and mm -hmm. it's you know like i said you can date all of these women you can be in paris with julia fox and you can be doing all this stuff or in miami with all of these women on the balcony of your hotel but the second kim gets in a you know, casual, fun relationship with some guy, he goes off the deep end. Right. It's and, right. And it's just goes to show how fragile his ego really truly is. Yes. So, yes. Um, yes. So obviously we both, well, I fear it. I can only imagine that you fear it as well. <laughs> well I'm, um, I'm terrified of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It sounds like this. I'm just, I'm glad I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> 
people just go crazy right I was like could you imagine having to deal with an ex like that that is just yeah that's that's tough yeah so on to the next news item here uh daylight savings time may become permanent so you know we are living in divided times and you know our two major political parties seem to never be able to come to agreement about anything except for apparently daylight savings time because on march 17th the senate unanimously agreed to legislation that would make daylight savings time the permanent setting for u.s clocks so meaning that we would never have to again um set our clocks back in the fall and this would start next year in 2023 um apparently this argument has been going on for a while of wanting to make this permanent it is it to me, it does seem like kind of a pointless situation. Um, and I always really liked this time of year when the daylight is longer and it feels like I could accomplish more in the day. Um, what do you think, Jill? So I didn't hear about this. Um, mm. Maybe I kind of lay low on St. Patrick's Day. So I think it that happened on March 17th. Maybe that's why it uh, flew under my radar. Um, but I, uh, <laughs> so, so, okay, so, we'll we'll never fall back again right so the technically like we're in daylight savings time now um and this would be the permanent time that we would have so in other words the fall of 2022 we'll set our clocks back one more time and then march of 2023 we will then set the clock again forward and that will be the permanent time that the u.s will recognize forever so wow it's crazy to think um, because I, and I do enjoy gaining an hour I, uh, for the, like those like a couple days, you know, when you fall back, mm -hmm. um, but like, you know, I prefer it. I like when the days are longer, I will say I don't like, cause I wake up probably like 6am every morning. I don't like waking up in the dark. Mm, okay. It's tough. It really it is tough. Yeah. <laughs> Especially so, I can imagine cause you work from home some of these days, like being able to like having to wake up at six and it's still pitch black out like it'd be so hard for me not to try to crawl back into bed oh yeah and i mean even going it's 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 a little bit easier when i work from home because i can kind of lay low a little later until it gets lighter outside but mm -hmm. going to the office is so difficult when i have to like drag myself out of bed get ready do all this stuff and it's still dark out mm -hmm. so that's that's my one downfall Yes, and actually it's funny because people have been um, kind of calculating of when, if we did make this change, of when their latest sunrise would be in the Midwest or like all across the nation. And in the Midwest, the latest sunrise that would happen for people in Chicago would apparently be 8 a.m. is when the sun would rise. And I'm just like, that is mind boggling to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, see, that's- That's I like 30 days of night situation shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think I would love that, to be honest with you. I know. I know. It's weird because like I feel like you and I are definitely like early morning birds. And so like having to like get your day going at six o'clock when before the sun rises, I mean, I guess maybe we'll adjust to it at the end of the day, but it would be a very weird transition to go through, especially if you had like having to like, like go into the office when it's like pitch black out like I couldn't imagine doing that yeah I'm not looking forward to that because I work eight to four so mm -hmm. by the time I got into the office the I would still the sun still wouldn't have 
been up yet. I said, oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. So I'm not, that's not too exciting for me. I know. Yeah. Um, well, I guess on a positive end, the days would be longer. So I guess like when you get out at four, you could <laughs> go do stuff yeah. after, I yeah, guess. That's true. You yeah. Know, it's, all, it's all a give and take. Like during the summer, that would be fun. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'd have to think about that. I'm not sure how I'd feel about it all. Okay. And then correct me if I'm wrong here, but if I was, if I remember correctly, daylight savings time wasn't something that happened on the weekends when you were a kid. Like for me, I don't know why, but like, I I could also just be making this up in my head. I always remember it being Sunday night into Monday morning when I was a kid. I see, like, I remember, yeah, well, because I remember it being like, when you lost that hour, it was like extremely difficult. Yes. It was much harder than it is now. Yeah. Yes. Like it was like excruciating. And I remember, um, like, I remember I had a teacher who like, she would give like less homework or whatever, like, like during that week, because like we were all losing that hour or she was like a little more understanding because like, I don't know, as a kid, it sucked. So Mm -hmm. bad. I remember. I remember, yeah, because I remember I used to, like, I think the Monday morning waking up after daylight savings time, I was always late to school that day because it was just so hard for me to, like, get up and get ready and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm glad you remember that, too, because I was like, I don't remember when all of a sudden it was, like, a Saturday into a Sunday and, like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, yeah. Uh, But anyway, so I guess my opinion on this is that I would queer it for the summer. (laughs) Uh, only because I would love to have longer days in the summertime, but any time else after that, I don't know yet. So it's a soft queer it for me. Yeah, I'm soft queer it. I hope eventually I could get a full-time remote job and then I could sleep a little bit later. That would definitely help. So putting that out into the universe that maybe my position will go full-time remote. Um, but uh, That is your manifestation of 2022 right there. Uh, if, if the queer, if the fear of the queer universe can hear my queer, um, but I, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, soft queer, soft queer, okay. soft queer. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm glad you remember this because I was gonna say sorry. I'm gonna keep harp on that, but yes, I remember very distinctly, especially because considering the fact that it was, it always happened in the middle of the night, and so Monday morning you would have to get up out of bed. And yes. like change your alarm clocks and like change the microwaves and everything like that. And if you forgot it, then you just are completely fucked. So I remember my dad would make like the biggest deal of having to change the time on the microwave. Like my mom would be like, can you please change the time? And he was like, you don't understand. Like it is a process to do that, which it's like, it takes like 45 seconds. Um, like, does your dad just not know how to use the timer? He's just like, it is a I process. I don't think so. But he was like, that's, uh, he'd always be like, you know, that's more involved than you think. Which is like, <laughs> not, but okay. Right. Yeah. So, um, no, uh, I that. Also, I was reminded when we were talking about Kanye West and like exes doing stuff on Instagram last night. Um, oh. I got drunk for the first time in a, very 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 long time we love to see it I know and uh, probably like the first time in like a year and 
I obviously had like no idea how to act. And I followed my first boyfriend on Instagram from the diving board account. Really? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I woke up this morning and I was like, oh my God. I was like, <laughs> you have to take that off immediately. But I think like, even if I unfollow right away, they'll still get the notification that I followed, right? Um. Ooh, yeah. yes, they definitely, definitely got the oh. notification, especially by now. <laughs> Damn it. Like, you know what, just go, just go in and block them. That's all you can do at yeah. this point. That's, I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, like so embarrassing. I was like laying in bed and I was like, okay, what went down last night? And then I was like, <gasps> and I remembered and I have to, I'm like, okay, I have to get rid of that. <laughs> Um, you're, so like, yeah. you're like, actually, I'll be right back, you guys. I'm just going to yeah, take care like, of something. Yeah, just give me one second. <laughs> yeah. And now to get into the heart of our queer agenda today. Like I said earlier, Joe and I, we are going to be recreating the 2001 classic as I stand corrected, Lady Marmalade, <laughs> in, in which we uh, recast every single girl from the 2001 hit song and see if the pop girlies of today could match up with that iconicness. And we have Christina Aguilera, we have Pink, we have Lil' Kim, we have Maya, and we're even gonna throw in Missy Elliott because hey, her intros are iconic. <laughs> right, welcome to the Moulin Rouge. Right? <laughs> All right, so let's get into it here. Let's start off with the first girl, uh, Maya. So for those of you who might not know who Maya is, considering the fact that maybe some of you are too young to remember her, uh, which if so, how dare you? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Maya was one of those like top R&B girls of the late 90s. Um, she was featured on Ghetto Superstar and Take Me There with Blackstreet before she was able to get songs of her own, like Case of the X. Um, she started in Chicago shortly after this collaboration. So she was like one of the prominent R&B girls of the time here. Yes. Um, and so now we're kind of thinking of who would that be today? Um, Jill, do you have someone in mind who you think might be able to do it? For Maya, who, um, well, who do you think? I'll, get, I'll turn it over to you first. Oh, okay. Um, you're Googling Maya as we speak right yeah. now. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still just like going back and forth and trying to feel like what you think the vibe is so that I don't miss the mark. Okay. Well, for me, I actually think Maya is a little underrated on that song because I know a lot of people really like Christina Aguilera's voice, but as you all know, I famously do not like Christina Aguilera's voice. Mm -hmm. um, and so I always appreciated like Maya's like soft, like vocals in the background she's not like a huge belter but she has like these nice pretty like soft like oh um you know because i also have a great singing voice as well <laughs> um, wait, wait, was that was that a recording of maya right? is maya here yeah <laughs> speaking of which uh last summer joe and i and uh kyle were out at pride fest and we were supposed to go see maya but we ended up not seeing her because she was like I think she was on the opposite end of the stage of where we were at. Um, and I just remember being a little sad that I did not get to see my girl. But anyway, so my 
original choice of this, and maybe this is a little out there, but I actually said Doja Cat as my pick for Maya. Now I know Doja and Maya have two very different like styles, especially since Doja can rap, but I do think that Doja has a pretty voice in a lot of ways. And, you know, when you hear her on like, you know, woman and uh, say so, like she has like that nice, soft, pretty voice. And the fact that she's really popular right now, I think also contributes to my decision. So if I had to choose the Maya of Lady Marmalade, it would be Doja Cat. Um, I can see that. Um, I think that is being, okay, so I'm a huge, huge Doja Cat fan. I'm actually in the 0.05% of listeners of Doja Cat. Yes. I, um, just throwing that out there. I, um, I think Doja Cat compared to like Maya back then is a lot more popular than Maya was. Yes, I agree. Exponentially more popular. Let's just like call Yeah, it let's just call it spade a spade. Yeah. <laughs> um, way more popular. Um, and I but I think that's good because yes, I do think um Doja Cat has a good voice. Um mm -hmm. she has a great singing voice that I think could definitely um go there. I think it's it's interesting because I don't know. I, I guess in my mind, I'm just thinking like fame level and sure. all the people I'm thinking of are a lot more famous than Maya. Wait, all the people that you're thinking of? Yeah. Like I was thinking, okay, like maybe like an Ariana Grande, but it's like, she's a lot more famous than Maya. Mm -hmm. That is true. So like Maya's uh, a tough one. She really like, she's just, she's a tough I one for me right now. I know. And it's crazy too, because it's like, she was handpicked for that song back in the day. Like for, I mean, I'm not saying that there was no reason against that, but it's just like, who would be like on Maya's fame level on that? Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe like SZA, I don't know, but she's kind of moody to me. Like, I can't imagine her having like a very fun Lady Marmalade. <laughs> yeah. I feel like SZA too might be a little more famous than Maya. Um, that's fair. I was gonna suggest like that singer Jojo. Oh, Jojo, yeah. <laughs> but I Does don't she know sing she... anymore? <laughs> I know, that's what I was gonna say. I don't really know if she's even like contemporary anymore. So that's yeah, Maya's, Maya's kind of a toss up for me, honestly. Okay. We could, say, we could say Doja Cat. Okay, well, we'll just stick a pin in this one with Doja Cat for right now. And yeah. um, let's move on to uh, Pink. Uh, who is next in the lineup, yes. Um, so in case you don't remember either, um, Kyle and I did our, it's our opinion of the diva rankings and Pink was also near the bottom for me. I, I think you talked about this too, Jill, at one point. Like, I just thought, I wasn't a big Pink fan growing up. Yeah, I love Pink as a person. Um, yes. She, she seems great. Like, I really, really like her. But I just never got into Pink music growing up. Right. I was like, I remember liking Get the Party Started, but it was only because it was on my now eight CD and it was just like included yes. in the track listing. Oh, so I was like- It's a fun- that's definitely a fun song. Yes. But um, yeah, what are some of her other songs? Like 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 a pill or whatever song. I, I didn't or like raise any your glass. Raise your glass. Oh yeah. Like see stuff like that, like Razor Glass and oh and um 
fucking perfect. Like to me, those songs were so cheesy that I was just like, I can't really enjoy this. I remember for senior year, um, Powder Puff. Um, uh, <laughs> like, we used to do that like every homecoming, every homecoming, like there'd be a Powder Puff game. Mm-hmm. And like the seniors, we had like this really big rivalry with the juniors. And mm. like everyone was like getting like, like we were so excited to play against them, play against the juniors during the Powerpuff game. And our like, um, like amp up song was that like, da 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 da. <laughs> I wanna start a fight. <laughs> and I will say, I will say like the energy in that senior girl's bathroom of like just blasting that song, like ready to just like, take and just like level the juniors right i will say like the vibe it did kind of like get it going because you were like okay i am ready to fuck someone up now like in that moment i was infinite (laughs) like blasting that song it really did like it it did set the tone well we can only thank Pink for that. So yeah. <laughs> thank you, Pink. Like for... the weird time in 2008 where we were <laughs> ready to like beat the shit out of everyone. Yeah. yeah. So ha- can anyone live up to those standards for you with our Pink replacement here? The only, okay. Or do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Um, I think like the like edgy <clears throat> person out right now who could... Um, live up to pink right now would probably be like willow smith and i think she only goes by willow mm. but mm-hmm. like she's been releasing like a lot more edgier songs like with like travis barker and like machine gun kelly so i think like willow is definitely giving that edgy vibe and she has an amazing voice and pink also has an amazing voice so i think yes. like they both can handle the range and you know, their solos. So yeah, I think Willow would be who I think like would be good for that role. That's actually a really smart choice because I would not have thought Willow at all. Um, like I hate to say it, but like I still forget about her. I mean, I I know about the Machine Gun Kelly song with her and Emo Girl, whatever it's called. But um, right. I haven't listened to any of her new music actually. So she actually has yeah. a really good voice. Oh, she has an incredible voice. See, this is why you need to get more on TikTok. Um, but True. she she has an incredible voice. And like her vocal control is um, just really impressive. And like I said, like she's trying to be a lot edgier lately. Like I said, she had that song Transparent Soul with Travis Barker. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I definitely get serious pink vibes from her. Okay. Okay. Well then I think that probably already outshines my choice here because I was thinking about like who could possibly be like the edgier girl in the group. Were and... you gonna say Haley Williams? Who? Haley Williams. Oh no, actually. Oh, huh? actually. Um no, I don't think Haley Williams would be good. Um, I was actually going to say, and this is like She's not very edgy at all, but this is just kind of like who I was thinking. But I was thinking Halsey for Pink's role because I, I don't know, like when she was doing like those songs like Without Me and um, what was that other song that she did? I don't know. Like for some reason, her like vocal skills reminded me of Pink in the sense of like, oh, like she has like a little bit of a raspier voice, but she still belts pretty hard. Um, and I always thought... <clears throat> 
I always thought Halsey was really pretty, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I actually would agree with my pick anymore because I'm kind of liking the idea of Willow as the new updated pink. Yes, and I think you're being very complimentary to some of these people. <laughs> I think you're being very complimentary to Maya, and I think you're being very complimentary to Halsey. So you're really just, um, you're doing a lot of charity this episode. Um, but We love being philanthropic. <laughs> definitely, we definitely do. Um, Halsey, I okay, I like a few Halsey songs, and I agree. I think she's very pretty. Um I have problems with people who lie about getting plastic surgery. So I'm just, mm. throwing, I'm just throwing that out there to start. But um, also on TikTok, like last year, there was a trend where like people were finding these old videos of Halsey, like in a mall where she would oh. just sing and someone would record her. And it was the most cringe thing ever oh really literally just google halsey mall video oh on youtube and it is it's tragic (laughs) Um, so okay well then i I stand corrected i've never been the biggest like pink fan of like her music but i do like pink as a person and i could never see pink being halsey in a mall so basically what you're saying is i'm disrespecting pink (laughs) and I think you're, I, I think you're just being very complimentary to Halsey. Okay, that's fair. See, this is, yeah, you're right. I do need to be on TikTok because I am out of the loop with some of the situation here. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. That being said, like, wouldn't you just love to be able to go to a mall and see someone sing again? Like, just randomly, um, like, wanting to start their career at a mall? <laughs> yeah, well, see, though, this is the thing. It wasn't, it wasn't like a mall thing, like, where, you know, like, that singer Tiffany in the 80s who's saying like, I think we're alone now. Like right. she would perform at malls and stuff. It wasn't like Halsey performing. It oh. was Halsey like with her friends in a mall, like standing there and like just asking her friends to like, or whoever to like record her either on a phone or like a digital camera and like her singing. Oh, it, it wasn't like a, I mean, because like I'll give it to you if you're performing at a mall, you know, no shade at all, right? But it was just like her singing in like the food court. <laughs> oh, so she just wanted attention, basically. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that, that's why it was so cringe. Like, if someone's performing at a mall, like Britney Spears got her start doing that. Like, I will never judge anyone, especially Britney. But it's like. I, um, no, it was just like her wanting attention. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was like a, a mall tour. I'm just like, hey, those used to be kind of fun in the day. But yeah, <laughs> no, I lived for that. I lived for those. But no, this is like you said, just her wanting attention. Ah, okay. Well, then in that case, um, yeah, we'll throw Halsey out here. Like, I'm already rejecting my own thing. Let's go with Willow because she sounds way cooler than that. And I agree. Yeah, I'm going to have to pull up some of these TikToks afterwards to get some research in. <laughs> yes. All right. So now let's let's do a little like um, switch up here because um, we've already talked about Maya. We've already talked about Pink. Um, let's do Missy Elliott. Let's see who would be able to recreate those famous lines. <laughs> Welcome that. to the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> um, okay. See, I didn't know Missy was going to be part of this. Um, the only reason why I, I included her is because 
um, to tell the story again, is that when we were on the tour boat, I remember that we were giggling really hard because we were saying like, what if Adele came in <laughs> and was Missy Elliott? <laughs> Wait, Adele, Adele or Adele Vice? No, just like the singer Adele. Like just like Adele. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I would live for that. Right. Um, that's that's funny that we said that. Um, so I, I feel like Adele could do well because it's like, ladies and gentlemen, her. Like, right. <laughs> like I think I think she actually could do well, um, doing that. I um. And she doesn't really have to sing either. Like she just has to show up and just kind of like dance around, just be like, Christina, <laughs> right, Maya, <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly think we were on to something with that. Like I right. really think Adele could do really well with that. It would be a total waste of her voice. Yes, because <laughs> she has such a beautiful singing voice. But I do think Adele, if we could get like a little bit of singing in there, just to like utilize having Adele there. I yeah. think that could actually be a really good choice. Yes, if she was riffing on the song with them and then also speaking, I think that would be like 1000% the best choice ever for. Yes, okay. Okay, so now, now we have Doja, Willow, and Adele. This is quite a, <laughs> an eclectic this group is, here. This is the beauty of Lady Marmalade was like, it was just all these random people together and it yes. just worked. Yes, and... I know people talk about like how iconic Bang Bang was, but you just have no idea how amazing it was to see all four of those women oh perform. Oh my God. Uh, like at the amazing. MTV Movie Awards. Uh, I just miss those. I miss collaborations like that. I just have to say. Oh, so. it's just, it's, it's a different time. I miss it so much. I know. Um, so let's go to little Kim now. Um, and it's funny because back in the day, this was like 2016 when Jill and I were talking about this. And we literally only had one answer at the time, which is Nicki Minaj. Because right. at the time, she was honestly the only one in the game rapping right now. But now, 2022, the doors have been, you know, kicked down. We have so many more options of who we would potentially choose. Right. And I kind of think that there might be someone else who would fit the role better. So um, um do you want to go first or you want me to go first um i'll go first okay um, I think your choices are trash i will go first <laughs> oh no i'm just I, i'm just taking the lead um yeah uh, mine is megan the stallion mine too okay oh, perfect okay, perfect yep we have yes i think megan would be perfect for it and i am a megan the stallion stan i love her um, I was literally just talking last night, like how we don't talk about like that Megan Thee Stallion became one of the biggest female rappers. And then she also went back and still finished her bachelor's degree recently. We love so, an educated queen. We love an educated queen. So I just, oh my gosh, I am obsessed with her. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think she would be perfect. No, she, she just is so cool to me in so many yeah. different ways. Like she like um watching her on instagram like she just seems really chill down to earth um like you said she went back to school to get her bachelor's degree while like her career was like catapulting off like a lot of people just tend to drop out of college or just like fuck this i don't need to do it anymore but i love the fact that she's like no i want to get this finished yes um and then on top of that like she kind of already had to deal with like a lot of controversy in her career that um and, and the fact that 
was it Tori Lorenz or is it Tony Lorenz? Uh, 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 Tori. Yeah, uh, shot her in the foot and she uh, was severely injured because of that. And she had to Ooh, put um, her- Tying this, sorry to interrupt, but I just want to get this anecdote in. Mm-hmm. Going back to our Can You Keep Up, Kanye West said that he had called him Tori Lorenz or Tony Lorenz, whatever his name is, irrelevant. And right. um, said like, oh, I was, you know, freaking out about the kids not being able to go to Sunday service. So I called Tori Lorenz and he gave me like the best piece of advice. And I'm like, oh, shut up. Like, right. Uh, it's just, it just like, of course, of course you're quoting him now. Right. Well, it's just like, yeah, it's the exact same reason why he had like the baby and Marilyn Manson like on his tracks. Like he just loves to have like that controversy of yeah. just people that people publicly all unanimously hate. They were just like, no, I want to add them into my art too. They're misunderstood. Exactly. Especially Marilyn Manson, who is an abuser. So right. Really right. not great. Right. Um, no, I'm glad we said Megan the Stallion because um, I just, I don't know. I think she would just fit right in, and she it's really good on collaborations. Like yeah, she is. Um, one of my all time favorite songs from this past couple of years was the Savage remix that she dropped with Beyonce. Me too. Um, I thought it was just so good, and I actually so this is just my personal taste. I hate it when people call a song a remix and they just all they do is they just add a rap verse to like an already completed song and call it a day. Like to me, that's not the remix that we grew up in the nineties and early two thousands where you literally change the entire song. Exactly. Yes. So for me, when I heard Savage, like the remix with her and Beyonce, like it was, I mean, there's still elements of the original in there, but it was changed enough or changed up enough where I was just like, Oh, okay. That gained a lot of respect in my book. So I agree. Uh, yeah. At one point I was thinking Cardi B, but I don't know if I would really, I don't know if her vibe would fit into Lady Marmalade as much, um, if that I makes sense. I don't think so, personally. And don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of Cardi B, but I yep. do think Megan Thee Stallion is more talented, and I do mm-hmm. think her raps are um, more clever. And, um, or, and just, I don't know, I think she's just fits better and like Lil Kim is like such an amazing rapper and um she was really fast back then and all that and I think Megan definitely fits that vibe as well yeah because she has like that double time like that type of rap yes I agree could like just eat it up as the uh or ate that up, whatever they say. (laughs) Now, would you want, I just thought of this right now, um, because I'm obviously thinking of like them keeping the same lyrics, but the rap was obviously added in. Like, I'm assuming with our all-star collaboration that Meg would just make up her own verse, right? Yes, but I I do like the, um, (laughs) uh, the, like the verse with Kim when she is, saying like she has money but she's like but why spend mine when i can spend yours like i love that line yes Um, that is a great line i just um i do love that verse i've always loved that verse so if we can mokin's rap is probably my favorite part of the song yeah same yeah and so i think if it kept elements from the original that would be fun okay and they i mean she has to start the song with let me hear your flow sister (laughs) yeah of course yeah all right so we at least we both agree so now we have 
Doja, which we might go back to. Um, Willow, Adele, <laughs> Megan the <Thee> Stallion. <laughs> and now we get into the, controversially the big role, which is Christina Aguilera's part, which um as you all know, she was the one who was the belter of the group, which which actually apparently is what started the feud between Pink and Christina for a long time. Yes, yes, yeah. because Pink says that Christina came in and was like, okay, what's the part that um, or it has the like the most the you know, belting or the hardest mm -hmm. part? And they're like, yeah, we're giving that to Christina. And like Pink was really upset. And so she introduced herself to the producer and was like, no, 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 like I, I want the hardest part. And that kind of started the feud. Mm -hmm. Did you watch it on Pink's uh, E True Hollywood Story? I did. And then I also watched that on when Pink was on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, okay. Um, oh, such good memories of both those things. <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Christina definitely was like, I think the producers around her certainly like hyped her up to a level that I think might have hurt her career in a way because that was also around the same time that Mary J. Blige came out and was comparing her and Britney. And Mary J. Blige was saying like, oh, like Britney, she was so personal, or um, not personable, but she was just so polite and uh, kind. And, you know, she had such nice things to say. And apparently when Mary J. Blige met Christina, Christina just like put her hand out to for Mary J. Blige to shake. And Mary oh, J. was just like, um, excuse me? Oh yeah. God. I was just like, oh my God, Christina, the nerve. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the nerve. Right. So obviously we now have to fill some large diva shoes here um and you actually mentioned someone earlier who i thought probably could be the christina aguilera which yes, is Arna grande yeah. yeah um i can't think of anyone else though who i don't know did you have another idea for christina's part no i always thought ariana because she can sing like she yeah. can like felt that out i mean Adele could be another one, but I just like couldn't see Adele. I think Adele is so like sophisticated and classy. I couldn't see Adele being in like a getup like Christina was. Right. Um, but I could see Ariana doing it. Um, yes, agreed. And uh, yeah, really, that's, I feel like that's like the only person out there right now mm -hmm. who could. Who could handle all of that? I know, because like a lot of the girls these days, like no offense to them, like they're all very talented in their own way, but none of them are really marketed as like a big singer, except for Arna Grande. Like right. everyone else kind of is just like vibes, <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. right, or like rapping or, yeah, right. we don't really have. And like I said, I think Willow has an awesome voice, but mm -hmm. yeah, I think Ariana definitely would um, be the perfect person for that role. Oh yeah, 1000%. I mean, we have, yeah, cause like, I don't know, like, I guess Olivia Rodrigo had like a big year last year, but I don't think she has the vocal no, prowess no. yet. Um, yeah, I really can't think of anyone else at this point here. Um, and I don't know, what is, do you think that girls just don't want to sing like that right now? Like they would rather just like do something different? Or do we think that the whole like Beltine vocal prowess type persona is dead? And it's I just like, oh, people just don't care about that anymore. 
I hope it's not dead because I feel like that's why we love Ariana because she can sing that way. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, maybe like there's just, because we have Adele who can do it. Right. We have Ariana who can do it. Right. Maybe it's just such a rarity. Um, right. Cause like some of the people that like we grew up with, obviously like, like I would say like Lady Gaga, Beyonce and stuff like that. Like they obviously could belt and sing like that, but like that's, I also think that they might be a little too mature for this collaboration. Not trying to like, not trying to age them or anything like that, but you know what I mean? Like, and I don't think they would fit into any of the roles. Right. Um, That too. But yeah, I feel like that's, that's who we have right now who would, who would fit into that role. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe Miley, but I mean, I, I don't oh, know. She yeah. wouldn't fit. Yeah, I don't know. I also think Miley could play the pink role. <gasps> You're right. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, Miley totally could play the pink role. I didn't even think of that either. Oh, okay. Well, let's go back to this then. Uh, Willow or Miley? I say Miley for the pink role and Willow for the Maya role. Oh, okay. Oh, I kind of like that. Okay, so sorry, Doja, but we're knocking you off. Um, I, love, I love Doja Cat, but I, um, yeah. Okay, I, so n- yeah, let's backtrack here. We're totally editing it on air here. Um, so now we have in the Maya role, we have Willow, which I think is a really good choice. Miley Cyrus as the pink role, which I think is also a really good choice. Yeah. Um, Adele, <laughs> Adele is Missy Elliott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and um Megan as Lil Kim and then Ari as Christina oh I think we got it I think we got it too yeah wow I'm really proud of ourselves now do we think that this in a million years do you think a female collaboration like this will happen again anytime soon oh I hope so I think that's what the country needs Mm -hmm. like and I would love for it to be like a cover of like an older song, like how Lady Marmalade was. And, and just like completely flip it to like modernize it. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be so fun. I do too. Cause like, yeah, I mean, what I do like about music this day and age is that collaborations have become way more expansive and we've seen a lot more like all female collaborations, all female rap collaborations, things that like were really like an event for us growing up. If right. that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I really hope that this would happen one day too. I don't know. I so. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on music of today? Not trying to seem like we're out of date or anything like that, but what do you, do you think that these pop girlies are anything of what we were listening to growing up? Um, I think in some ways, some of them are better. And I think in some of the, some of them are obviously worse. Um, mm-hmm. but I do think, um, like when you look back on, I think the music of like our, when our childhood was, I think maybe a lot more simple and a lot easier to, I guess, listen to where it was just like, oops, I did it again. as like such a silly song at the end of the day, but it's like such right. a good And it doesn't have like super heavy lyrics. And I feel like the music of today, but even the pop music still has like, very heavy like heavier lyrics mm-hmm. and, and like, like bigger have, production too right and I feel like we don't have um 
as many like really fun, simple songs anymore. Right. I agree. Um, one thing that I actually noticed about songs to today, which kind of makes sense of how we digest music too, is that music or songs are a lot shorter now. Like yeah. a lot, a lot of songs like are under three minutes now, or like they're only like two and a half minutes at max. And I was like thinking, I was like, why is that? Like, why is music getting shorter and shorter? And apparently it's because that way it's easier to stream and it's easier to put on repeat. Uh, and then that way people can rack up numbers on Spotify faster. So I know it's just like, damn, <laughs> yeah, because um, the song that came out last year, Have Mercy by uh, Chloe um, from Chloe and Hallie. I was so obsessed with that song last summer. I thought it was my like summer anthem. Like I just had on repeat all the time. And like, there was a part of me that's just like, I just want it to be like, just like a minute longer. Like, cause it's at like two and a half minutes. I'm just like, please just like make it like an extended version. <laughs> right, right. Cause like, I like, I like my songs to be about, yeah, like three and a half minutes. Yeah. It's like the perfect time. I don't yeah. know. That's just the one complaint I have about today's music. Yeah. Um, I think like today's music too, like it definitely pushes a lot more boundaries. Um, mm -hmm. Like I feel like Lil Nas X, we can never have anyone like him even 10 years ago. No. Um, well, we I, canceled Adam Lambert. Right. But I mean, he's, I could get into it, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, he was his own like issue right. itself here but like um, i remember like the controversy of like the ama performance where he kissed someone right like yeah right. anyway right um and i definitely feel like people are taking more like political stance or like breaking the boundaries in their music um but i would love to see and i don't know if it's just like an antiquated concept which it might be just kind of like the pop star and because i don't really <laughs> think i don't know if we like have one where they just sing like songs like Britney would or you know um I think which I, I love the music that comes up now but like I said I think it definitely is not as um light-hearted right yes well and like it's weird too because it's like there's a lot of things that pop stars do now that like pop stars back in the day didn't like when you know Britney did Crossroads it was like oh it's like Britney's movie you know right. it's like right. that was like oh this is like something made for her for her starring role and stuff like that but now like Ariana Grande is like I mean she was an actress to begin with and then she started her music career but yeah like Ariana Grande is like in a movie she's gonna be in Wicked soon you know so she can like expand on a whole bunch of different things and yes I agree like it'd be nice to just have like just a pure pop star and that's it <laughs> Yes, like I do kind of, I will say I do miss that, but yeah. um, no, I really, I love the music of today and in the last, you know, five or six years, I think it's great. I mean, I mean, I'm a huge Lana Del Rey fan and I don't think Lana Del Rey could be in the 2000s. I don't think they would, I, I don't think they would have understood her. And no. um, yeah, so I, I do like the music that, um, can, is contemporary yes i agree <clears throat> excuse me yes i agree um and then i think the only thing that's kind of interesting to me is like the evolution of the boy band um because like the big boy band right now is bts um from south korea um right. 
And I mean, I love the fact that K-pop is on the rise. I think K-pop has always been really fun um, with Blackpink and so many other acts that are like starting to get really popular in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't, one thing that I never really researched on is like, do you remember how like boy bands back in our day had like personality types? Like they had a distinct persona of like who they were. Yes. Like, yeah. I remember in like the Backstreet Boys, well, I was an NSYNC girl, but like, I remember like the Backstreet Boys, like Nick was like, obviously like the leader of the group. Like he obviously was like the standout. Yes. He was like the baby, like lead singer. Yeah. Right. And then like, yeah. AJ was kind of like the bad boy. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of have like, that's interesting in boy bands too. Like you have like a, a couple standout characters. And then there was people who were just kind of there. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah. why was Howie in the Backstreet Boys? Well, did you ever watch the Backstreet Boys documentary? Like uh, this is what dreams are made of or whatever it's called. No, I was an sync gal. Okay. Apparently, Howie was actually originally going to be the lead singer of Backstreet Boys. Like, he was actually going to be the one who was, like, kind of groomed in a way to be the front runner. And then Nick went through puberty really quickly, and they started hearing his voice and, like, how he could hit all the high notes and everything like that. And so, very quickly, and you could see it on in, like, early music videos that Howie was in the forefront, and then he just very quickly, like, switched places with Nick. And then Nick became the pop star. It's kind of like the same thing with like... Howie was just kind of in the background then. Yeah, and then Howie was just, yeah, became like the the harmonizer in a way. Like Kevin and Brian, like they were also just kind of there. Well, I would argue that Brian was the heartthrob of the group because I... Brian, really? I would argue that because I know a lot of people like Nick, but people who thought Nick was too like young looking, I think the next person was Brian. Oh, I thought Kevin. Kevin Kevin was cute, but Kevin was also like 30. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Like Kevin was like the dad. Yeah. I thought thought Kevin was hot. Kevin was hot. And it's funny too, because there was a guy in my film class who looked like Kevin, like Mm -hmm. when Kevin was in early Backstreet Boys. And I was just like, ooh, there's this turning up a lot of inner turmoil in me right now. <laughs> I thought Kevin was hot, but like in sync was interesting too because I feel like in sync was I think like sometimes with boy bands like they just they they have like two people in the band who they really really like and they want to start a band around these people. But then they're like okay well five is the number that we want for the boy band. So we have to we have to figure something out and get three more people. And right. I feel like in InSync, that was definitely JC Chazé and mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake. He mm-hmm. who should come in. Right. Um, and then we have Lance Bass mm-hmm. and Joey Fatone and Chris Kirkpatrick. And yeah. I, Chris Kirkpatrick was definitely the, um, the curveball of in sync because I feel like Chris like in the um in the first album like he had those dreadlocks (laughs) yes and then then he cut them and it was like everyone obviously was like so focused on Justin and JC and Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like when you look at the other members it's like why was Chris Kirkpatrick there 
Right. Like it clearly was just like, I feel like no offense to Chris Kirkpatrick, but it's clearly like, oh, we need to make a quota. <laughs> like we need to like have like a fifth person. So it's just like, like we, we need, need the body. Right. Um, I could see, well, same thing with Joey too. Like in a way, like I was kind of like, why is Joey there? Like Joey was always the one to me that stood out like a sore thumb in a way. Cause like he always seemed like the goofy uncle. Like but Joey, Joey could sing. Like Joey was on true. Broadway. Joey was on Broadway after Insync, and I remember I was like, he was on that talk show, um, the Caroline Ray show. Mm-hmm. Watch that. Um, I I um, would pass by it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't float the channel past it. Right. Uh, I I really loved the Caroline Ray show, and I remember he was on there, and he was like going to be on Broadway. And he sang on it and like he really did have some pipes like okay. he really could sing um but i never really heard chris sing and i never really heard lance sing lance actually has a good voice i remember because i watched him on i think watch either watch what happens live or was something like on bravo where he was like riffing and he was able to sing really well okay. um See, it's weird because like I always had a like weird connection to Lance. I don't know if it's because it was like one queer person like seen another queer person, even though he wasn't out yet. And I was just like, oh, he's cute. But like I always thought Lance was kind of cute in a way because he was like the shy one of the group. My sister sister likes Lance. Mm -hmm. But um, I just have to say, like, I know people really love Justin Timberlake, and I understand that he was really talented and blah blah blah. But oh, like I was so into JC. Oh, I thought he was so hot. And heard his um. Have you ever heard his solo song, "All Day Long I Dream About Sex"? I did, and I did not like it. (laughs) I love that song. You know. Oh, did you? I love bad music, and like, oh my god, that song is so fun. Right. It's so bad. It's iconic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say this. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it was just, I never liked Justin Timberlake. I never was a huge fan of him. Even like when was, he was doing. I was as a kid. A okay. Kid. Yeah. I was always like a Backstreet Boy. I was always a Backstreet Boy fan first. And so NSYNC always came second to me. And then when I was liking NSYNC, it was mostly just because of JC and Lance. So I don't know. I get that. I was I was really into Justin um, while he was in sync, or while he was in in sync, and mm-hmm. then I really did love the album Justified, even though I hate um, him now because mm-hmm. I love Britney Spears so much, and like I never really understood as a kid like how much of an asshole he was. Because mm-hmm. there was the narrative in the Crimea River video that Britney cheated on him. Right. Um, um, but obviously, I always stuck by Britney, but he, um, I, I really liked the album Justified. But now he can choke um, on yeah. his anti vaccination views. <gasps> Is he really? Yeah. Him and <gasps> Justin Bill, I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my God, really? Oh, even more reason to not like him. Oh no, God. We, we do not support anti-vaxxers here on uh, Fear the Queer, so. No, that is crazy. Yeah. Oh, I, wow. Okay, well, good riddance. That's all I have to say. His yeah. last album flopped hard too, so just saying. Yeah, I didn't um, even know it came out. Right. All right, well, that was a fun little um, a collaboration mix that we just made up in our fantasies. <laughs> yeah, I really want it to happen now. 
I did too, actually. I was just like, I wonder if there's some way we could like DM all these people. Like, are you interested? Yeah, we're <laughs> like, actually like trying to get something together. And... Right. <laughs> Jill really knows how to work garage band. So like, if you want to ever stop by. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm totally down. Yeah. Uh, so Jill, where can people find you on social media if they were interested in giving you a follow? Um, well, if you are interested, thank you so much for one for being interested. Um, and you can find me at my podcast page, um, at diving board pod and that's B O R E D. And if you're interested in following us, which I really hope that you are, if you're listening to this episode that you're following us, uh, make sure to like, and subscribe. Um, we are on YouTube, on Facebook and on all streaming platforms for podcasts. Just search at fear the queer podcast. Um, and you know, Again, if you are big name pop stars out there, just call me and Jill up. We'll make a collaboration for you. We're pretty good at it. We are absolutely ready. Please, Ariana, Megan, you know, all y'all, just just give us a call. All right. We'll be waiting. No big deal. (laughs) No big deal. Yeah. And as always, I am Josh. And I'm Jill. And we're Fear the Queer. Bye. Bye.